This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. The U.S. EPA came out with its annual Automotive Trends Report that rates automakers by fuel economy and CO2 emissions. Overall, the industry got better, but it varies by automaker. Hyundai, Mazda, Volkswagen, General Motors, and Stellantis got worse, while everyone else improved. But unfortunately, the EPA lumps all automakers together as if they have the same kind of vehicle lineups. But Subaru, which did the best, doesn't sell full-size pickups or even medium-duty ones, while Stellantis, which did the worst, sells a lot of full-size pickups. So of course Subaru is going to look better than Stellantis. So here's our AutoLine Insight. The EPA would serve the public much better if it used the footprint, weight, and power output of different vehicles to make the comparisons. That would give the public a much clearer view of which companies are doing the best job of boosting efficiency and cutting emissions. Europe is suffering through an energy crisis, and some countries are considering drastic measures to ration gas and power. Switzerland is proposing to curb the use of electric vehicles in a worst-case scenario in order to conserve energy. Owners would only be allowed to use their EVs for work, shopping, doctor's appointments, or religious services. But that's not sitting well with the Swiss car importers lobby, which blasted the proposal, saying it will discourage consumers from buying EVs and make them more likely to purchase an ICE vehicle. If battery swapping ever caught on, it would solve two of the issues holding back EV adoption, range and charging time. But for it to catch on, automakers would have to agree on common battery sizes and connection points, and none of them are willing to do that. NEO, the EV startup, is building swapping stations all across China and even started building them in Europe. But to make those stations economically viable, they're going to have to service more than just NEO's vehicles. And that's why NEO's CEO, William Lee, announced that they're opening their swapping technology to anyone that wants to use it. But let's see if anyone bites. After all, in 2014, Elon Musk said anyone could use Tesla's patents, and no major player has taken him up on that yet. At Schaeffler. We pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. Does Kia have a dealership problem? The brand topped J.D. Power's dependability study and scores well with customers in vehicle satisfaction, but it recently ranked last in a sales satisfaction index. Steve Center, the COO of Kia America, says of its 780 U.S. dealers, quote, there is no choice but for them to improve. He says owners expect a high level of customer experiences and technology at its dealers, so they'll need to invest in more modern and capable facilities, which include selling and servicing EVs. For its part, Kia is adding more features into its vehicles, 
like the updated Seltos and Telluride, and along with the building upgrades, it hopes to boost sales per dealership, which currently sits at about 1,000 vehicles per year. We recently reported on Ford's decision to axe the Fiesta, but that's not the only passenger car it's getting rid of. It's also going to discontinue the Focus. The Fiesta leaves the European market next year, and the Focus will follow in 2025. The move will clear up space for more crossovers, SUVs, and electric vehicles. Fiesta production in Germany will be replaced by a mid-size electric crossover based on Volkswagen's MEB architecture sometime next year. And Ford has plans to roll out nine new EVs in Europe by 2024. Hyundai is expanding its autonomous driving technology beyond passenger vehicles. It's launching two pilot programs with an autonomous delivery robot. One is at a hotel in Seoul, South Korea, that's being used to deliver food, drinks, and other amenities to guest rooms. And the other test is for a food delivery service. The small pod-like robots are built on a modular platform that combines the steering, braking, in-wheel electric drive, and suspension hardware. It uses LIDARs and cameras to move autonomously, and it features deep learning technology to recognize its environment. Hyundai says it's going to use these tests to expand its autonomous robots to more businesses in the future. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety is changing its moderate overlap front crash test to include rear seat passengers. In the original test, a vehicle hits a barrier at 40 miles an hour with a male dummy in the driver's seat. 40% of the total width of the vehicle hits the barrier on the driver's side. In the new test, it adds a second dummy representing a small woman or 12-year-old child in the second row seat behind the driver. And it really makes a difference. The IIHS crash-tested 15 small crossovers, and all of them earned good ratings in the original test. But only two, the Ford Escape and Volvo XC40, earned a good rating with the new test. The IIHS says the vehicles that fell short don't provide enough protection for the rear seat passengers' head and neck area. More rugged vehicles appeal to customers' increasing sense for outdoor adventure, as well as generating more revenue for the company, which is why I think we're seeing Honda, which is not known for its off-road prowess, coming out with vehicles that are meant to go off the beaten path. It's showing how the all-new Pilot Trail Sport, which offers an off-road tuned suspension, an additional inch of ground clearance, and all-terrain tires, tackling trails in Moab, Utah, and Sedona, Arizona. That package also includes skid plates under the front and fuel tank of the vehicle, as well as an expanded all-wheel drive system that adds a trail mode. This mode turns on the surround view cameras, as well as the ability to send more torque to the wheels with traction, which is useful for washed-out sections of a trail. 
This is early days of Honda's Trail Sport trim, which is supposed to get more capable as time goes on. Mini EVs are all the rage in China, and that could pose a problem for automakers who only sell full-size vehicles. The best-selling car in China is Wu Ling's Hongguang Mini EV, which sells for under $5,000. Now comes the Wu Ling Air, which starts at $9,700, and the Geely Panda, which only costs $5,700. And there are plenty of other cheap EVs in the market. It kind of reminds us of the popularity of K-cars in Japan. Small, cheap, and cheerful. K-cars account for about 40% of all the vehicles sold in Japan. Could the same thing happen with mini EVs in China? We think it could. But here's the problem. As the old saying in the auto industry goes, small cars, small profits. And that means a big chunk of the Chinese market could go to car companies that barely make any money. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for tuning in. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.